Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome on this beautiful Tuesday evening. It is our Diva Danielle, and you know what it is. We're getting ready to get into the dynamic perspective where community and collaboration means connections. I'm so glad that you took the time to sit out here and be with me today. So get your coffee, get your tea, because we're going to have some real in-depth conversations learning about community organizations that are working to enrich the lives of others. But of course, before I get started, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Marcus George of Allstate. He has been supporting the show. If you need your insurance taken care of, you want to reach out to Marcus George at Allstate. And to Swag Media for producing the show weekly, keeping us thorough, keeping us tight, and letting everybody know where we at every Tuesday at 7 p.m. So hang on because our special guest is going to be joining us soon as I bring you some of the updates of events and weekly news. So until then, get your coffee, get your tea, and get settled in because you are on the Dynamic Perspective. agent call him right now for a discount save lots of money get your quote right now he will definitely help you out call him now 757-972-6249 again 757-972-6249 all state you are in good hands with marcus jones Well, welcome back. So let me tell you guys, it's been a glorious here day, Tuesday, beautiful day in July. You know, the summer months are going so fast, so we should appreciate the time that we have. So I want to touch on some things we got coming up and some other organizations that are having some things as well, too. Um, most importantly, I want to send my condolences from the Dynamic Divas as well as the Dynamic Diva family to the McIntyre family who has recently um, lost the matriarch, their father and father-in-law over this past week. So please send your prayers and condolences to the McIntyre family. So now let's get into what's going on with some updates. So this Saturday, guys, the Dynamic Divas is hosting the Girls' Day Party for the ages of 10 to 17. It is going to be incredible. This particular workshop is going to be talking to these young ladies in regards to life skills. And we're fortunate to have such great presentations that are gonna be given to us by Lisa Savage, Maisha Johnson, Tashana Karan, and also Miss Kalani Giles who's gonna be coming through and talking to us about a lot of the different things we have going on. So again, if you wish to register your young lady for this free event this Saturday, you have to reach out to the Dynamic Divas by sending us a email to dynamicdivaba at gmail.com for the registration form. You don't want to miss out on this event. It's going to be filled with lunch, discussion, activities, raffles. You know, the divas always bring the raffles. 
but the presentations are going to be in line to encourage our young ladies as they move forward in their academic career, moving towards their professional careers, or just suffering through a challenge where they need to find some resources. So we hope to see you soon. Another event coming up too is with uh, a partner given with the golden hand. Ms. Johnson is in the process now of collecting 200 book bags. She wants to give out 200 book bags this year and she is asking for any type of donations to be extended to her nonprofit so that these book bags can be filled for students in need as they prepare for September and the first day of school. So if you are looking to get with an organization and help pack book bags or even extend a donation, please get with Ms. Cherie Johnson at Giving with the Golden Hand. Now, we also are always looking for donations. As you know, nonprofits cannot work without the support of the community by extending donations. So, of course, for us to do what we do, we need your support, your encouragement, and your donations are greatly appreciative. So if you wish to donate to the Dynamic Divas, you can send your donations to Cash App Dynamic Diva VA. All your donations are tax deductible. We will send a receipt once your donation has been received and we look forward to you continually supporting us. We need you to help us continue to enrich the lives of the communities in which we work in. We also wanna talk about the goodness of gifting. And when I say that, I don't mean gifting in a monetary sense. I'm talking about a smile, a telephone conversation, a text. The goodness in gifting comes from someone giving something unwaveringly and unconditional to someone in need. And sometimes that can be just a mere conversation, that could be a smile, that can be words of encouragement, but you being able to give that gift to someone else becomes a blessing to those that receive. So you want to keep that in mind as well, too. Like I said, today is Terrific Tuesday, and we're going to bring the tea. So no further ado, this young lady that's going to be coming on as our special guest is in the community. She brings out the best of people during the worst times when they feel there's no resources for them to be able to take care of their family. So I would like this young lady to introduce herself and what it is she does for the Food Bank of Southeastern Virginia and the Peninsula. Please welcome. Thank you, Danielle. I am Leah Williams Rumbly. And I'm the Senior Director of Advocacy for the Food Bank of Southeastern Virginia and the Eastern Shore. And I'm happy to be here with all you dynamic prospective viewers today. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh my goodness, I am so excited about this interview because as we know, a lot of people do not really understand all of the efforts that go into what the staff in the community, especially the volunteers do for the food bank. But if you could take a moment and explain exactly what food insecurities is and what it means to families. Absolutely. So we utilize the USDA's definition of food insecurity and um, the United States Department of Agriculture defines food insecurity as a lack of consistent access to enough food for an active, healthy life. But it's important to know that hunger and food insecurity, although they're closely related, 
they're distinct concepts. So hunger refers to a personal and physical sensation of discomfort, while food insecurity refers to a lack of available financial resources for food at the household level. And, you know, I don't think too many of our viewers really understood the difference of that because you normally hear the term, I'm hungry. You don't never hear, I have a food insecurity. So thank you so much for explaining that to us. Now, tell us a little bit about the food bank's origination. What made it come about and, and how its presence has grown here throughout Hampton Roads, especially during the COVID period? Sure. So... The food bank um, actually was began in 1980. The food bank of southeastern Virginia and the Eastern Shore began in 1980 with a small group of individuals who developed what was called the Tidewater, the South Southeastern Tidewater Opportunity Project, and it was called Stop Inc. of Hampton Roads. And they came together to start the Community Food and Nutrition Program. And it's unlikely that they knew at the time how much this would grow and how it would become a full-fledged food bank. But fast forward to now, we have served more than 400,000 pounds of food and more than 350 million meals in our 40-year existence here in Southampton Roads. And you continue the mission, and that's that's so important in in regards to families that are in need. But now, how do you grow your surplus of the the foods that you give to the families? So we have um, a number of ways that we do our mission work. Of course, you mentioned it earlier. Nonprofit organizations um, cannot survive without support from donors. And so our donors are really our foundation and they, you know, contribute food, they contribute funds, they contribute time and they contribute voice in order for us to do our mission work. The largest um, amount of food that we have comes from donated products. And then we also have um, the second largest uh, bit of food that we have is purchased. And then we get food also from the government through the United States Department of Agriculture, um, which we shorten and call the USDA. So, and that's in order for us to be able to distribute commodities boxes to families in need. But there are also families that are in need that are ineligible for government commodities. And so that's where the purchased food and the donated food comes in. And we do this in our service area. Our service area currently consists of 11 cities and counties, and it's 4,745 square miles. And we do this through a network of about 200 partner agencies that help us distribute food into the community. That, that is incredible. That, uh... I'm, I'm a loss for words because I didn't realize how large the numbers were and the fact that we have some individuals that are not eligible for the commodity boxes but can also receive um, the donated food as well too. Now, in the process of someone wanting to learn more about um, donating, 
what would be some of the things that the, the food bank would be looking for from, say, someone such as myself or an organization like mine, and we wanted to come in and say, let's partner up with the food bank. What could we do to assist with food insecurity? So there are lots of opportunities to give to the food bank. One of the quickest ways to find out what those opportunities are is to visit our website at foodbankonline.org and then go to the tab at the top of the page that says how to help. And then it shows you all of the ways that you can help the food bank. So if you want to donate, if you want to have a food drive and donate food, if you want to donate funding, if you want to donate your time as a volunteer, you can do that as an individual, you can do that as a family, you can do that as a professional group of colleagues, or if you want to donate your voice to advocacy, which essentially means contacting your lawmakers and helping them understand how decisions they make impact people's access to healthy, nutritious food. out here listed we all have a voice so advocacy is definitely something we can do for free and all the time we need to be out there making sure that people understand that our voice has power and that we need to be able to help those families in need just sit back and think of all the families that were affected by the COVID pandemic that lost their source of income and the next struggle becomes trying to feed their families. So this is something that we really need to take to heart and it drives home the message about it takes a community to raise families. So we need to definitely keep that in mind. So tell us about partnerships. What type of partnerships is the food bank looking for? Um, how could we assist with growing your partnership contacts? What it is that we can do here from the dynamic perspective to help the food bank grow? So we have a number of partners. Um, several of them are what one might consider non-traditional because there are two different approaches that we take to our mission work. So we drop each of our approaches into one of two buckets. The two buckets are feeding the line and ending the line. So the feeding the line work is what seems to be most visible and prevalent in the community. People are often aware of our mobile food distributions and mobile pantries and partner agencies that run soup kitchens and our backpack programs and our kids cafes. But the ending the line work is the work that we do to enable access through change of policies through access to benefits, through improved employment, education, and wages, and things of that nature. So we partner with folks like Workforce Development. We partner with all of the departments of social services or human services in our cities and municipalities to enable access to things like SNAP benefits and WIC. Um, before I move on from SNAP, I would like to say one of the main reasons we do that is because SNAP provides nine meals for every one meal that we provide as a food bank. So we have to engage in enabling SNAP access in order to close the meal gap in our service area. And then we also partner with colleges and universities for educational opportunities, for job training programs. And we partner with banks for financial literacy programs. And so 
there are, um, we call these the root causes of food insecurity. And so we partner with non-traditional groups to mitigate those root causes because food insecurity does not exist alone. It's always accompanied by some other condition. That, that's exactly true. In the state of, um, when you look at mental health and homelessness and uh, joblessness and all these things come together and you don't realize which agencies are talking to each other to try to come up with solutions to these challenges. For So for all those that are listening tonight, we heard that one organization, the Food Bank, has contacts with non-traditional organizations that is spread across so many different areas that touch each part of our lives. So just think, the time that you give to one can also benefit another. So it's very important that you seek out these organizations to make a person whole, because that's exactly what the food bank is giving. You know, I'm sure many of us have heard that, you know, when Big Mama used to say, if you don't feed the belly, the mind's not going to act right. So I guess, you know, that would definitely be the saying today. You know, we have to be able to take care of the body so that the mind works so that we can continue to move forward in our efforts. So again, you just heard the food bank reaches out to non-traditional agencies that helps out in so many different facets in our lives. So that's a good point for everyone to remember. So now let me ask another question. A lot of people assume when you think of food bank, you think of uh, natural disasters. You think of um, things that have changed unexpectedly in someone's life. But within the non-traditional sector that you reach out to and these training courses that you give, has there been any challenges to bring other non-traditional agencies into the fold to understand how important your organization is? I would say that no, um, we find that Folks who work in the nonprofit sector um, towards the goal of helping people in some capacity tend to get it. You know, we um, seem to be on the same page about a number of things. Our approach um, may not always be the same. Our issue might not always be the same, but we do recognize that um, a lot of the things that go on with families and, um, you know, low-income individuals and, and systemically under-resourced communities don't happen in silos, they happen in groups. And so, so we recognize that we need to pull together. And, um, and in, the, in the case of disasters, that's something I think that we do well as a community is we, we respond. So when COVID first onset in 2019, we were able to partner with another non-traditional partner, which was the YMCA. And um, the YMCA partnered with us to use some of their locations as donation drop-off sites, and then some of their locations as large distribution sites. And we were doing distributions from those sites twice a week until things started to, um, until we, you know, were able to gain more of a sense of what the what this was going to be. At the time, we didn't know it was going to be a pandemic. We just knew that school was shutting down, business places were closing, and people were in a bind very quickly because so many folks live from check to check. And since that began, 
we have noticed that the number of food insecure individuals and households has decreased. However, the need has increased because the folks that are still in need are finding themselves in the line more frequently. That, that is true, that is true. Now, even with the increase of fuel and now rental um, costs, do you find the numbers increasing even so now that we're going through this challenge as well, trying to, I guess, for a better term, make ends meet? Yeah, this has been a real challenge. Our food bank is um, one of the state's backbone organizations for uh, the Hunger Action Coalition. So uh, the state of Virginia has hunger action coalitions deployed throughout the state that serve different planning districts. And they're essentially food banks and partner organizations that address food access needs in the community sort of coming together to increase access in their districts. And so one of the things that we have noticed that we all consistently struggle with is the impact of inflation, not just on families, but also on our ability to serve the community. And so um, probably the thing that stands out most for me and thankfully, I was able to share this information with um, Congresswoman Elaine Luria, who serves the second congressional district of Virginia, and um, Congressman Bobby Scott, who serves the third congressional district of Virginia. Um, we have some real champions in our in our legislator, and also on the state level, who will visit the food bank at request and learn about some of the challenges that we were having, and our purchase food budget since the beginning of COVID, pre-COVID, it was $1 million a year. Today, with the impact of COVID, the economic crisis and inflation, it now exceeds $5 million a year. And that is just not sustainable for us. And so we have had to engage our lawmakers. We have had to engage our large donors. We've had to engage our partners and corporations to help us through this so that we can continue to provide access for the community. And so this has been a real, a real challenge for us. And it's, so it's impacting us too. And we, we still accept donated food, but I can say that the donated dollar stretches a little further because while an individual that may purchase um, a can of green beans to donate, for example, might spend a dollar and 80 cents. Well, today it might spend $2 and 50 cents on a can of green beans. But with our purchase power, that $2 and 50 cents, if they just give the $2 and 50 cents, as opposed to the can of green beans, we can buy six or eight cans of green beans with that same $2 and 50 cents that they purchase one with. So that's the difference between donating funds and donating food. It stretches a little further. And then the other issue that we're having is supply chain disruptions. So sometimes we order produce and uh, we had one order 
of um, produce that we ordered back in February and it didn't arrive until June. And so things like this are happening too. And then we're also dealing with staffing issues. So we have driver shortages. Everybody does, but we can't compete with Amazon and Walmart to pay CDL drivers what they are paying them. And so there are a number of challenges that we've been having to to deal with as we try to get past this this stage. I commend what your staff purposes and their passion for the work that they do because all those pieces is what makes the food bank as strong as it is. And to know that from a million dollar budget has went to a five million dollar budget, it, it, it definitely uh, makes you take pause to some of the other frivolous things that people, you know, spend their money on. Absolutely. You have a choice. But then you find a, a, say, a family of four who then have to determine, do I pay this exuberant amount of rent or do I go buy a loaf of bread, a gallon of milk or, you know, some potatoes or something like that. So it, it, it makes everyone have to make a, a very hard choice at times where it shouldn't be that difficult. So yeah. I, I definitely recognize um, the importance of, again, telling everyone that is listening, please donate to the food bank because, again, I'm going to say it like Big Mama say, you got to feed the body. You have to remember that's probably the most um, important thing that when you have fuel in the body, you are capable of doing so many things. But the beginning part of that is being able to, to feed yourself and be able to work with an organization that has a very strong presence or to use your voice to become a strong advocate so that our lawmakers understand the importance of wanting us to take care of our communities right now in the present and understand that realistically, as things increase through inflation, some families may not make it without the services from the food bank. That's, you know, that's it's a true statement and that'll probably go on until we find some type of balance. Mm-hmm. And to those that are looking to volunteer, um, see if you can help out becoming a driver or, or, or a packer or something like that. You know, I tell everyone, sometimes it's not how much you make, it's what you do with the time and the money you make. So if you could take that time and honestly give of yourself unwaveringly to an organization that may be helping your neighbor down the block, that could be helping a family member, that's something to you know to consider because that's very important because your actions can change the lives of somebody else. Um, but don't get me to preaching, y'all. Y'all know I get to preaching about the nonprofits now. Um, I guess one last question I'd, I'd like to ask you about um, the food bank before we want to learn more about you um, is how important is the funding from these corporations here in South Southside and in Peninsula being able to donate dollars to the food bank? We hear of all these companies that talk about corporate social responsibility and wanting to get out there and be a part of the community. What is it that companies listening and food, the food bank staff can do to make these companies realize, let's stroke a check to the food bank because one of our employees' families may be suffering? What it is that we can do or get that message out to them? Thank you. 
And I, I don't, I definitely don't want to short any of the, the corporations that already support the food bank because we have several, you know, we have large retail grocers that are supportive donors and we have several local corporations um, with national ties that are also donors. And um, I'm stopping short of naming them because if I can't name them all, I probably shouldn't name any because then someone will be left out. But um, um, you can you can certainly reach out to to me at the food bank. You can reach out to our director of development. You can reach out to our chief impact officer. You can reach out to our CEO. But we'd love to bring you in for a tour of the facility. Sometimes it helps to see firsthand what's going on in the food bank to have a real tangible idea of, of what we have to do every day and why our volunteers mean so much and why funding is so important. And so we're happy to, to have you and uh, host you for a tour and share some more information about our mission work and um, what we need to keep going. Well, you heard it here, guys. There's an opportunity to not only get a tour of what goes on at the food bank, meet the, 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 the incredible staff, and also see how important your donation and your time will be for them and basically in the hands of enriching the lives of the community. So, again, we commend all the people there at the food bank. Everybody, we're going to give them a round of applause because that's some good work right there for everyone, and we appreciate everything that the food bank does. And I have volunteered, guys, and I have had a ball, okay, getting out there and meeting other people and just kind of sitting back and talking and getting to know people. I've had the best time, and I've made some really good connections. So I would tell anyone to do it. I plan on doing it again, so it's going to be great. But now I want to learn more about you. You know, I, did, I say everyone gets into their passion because of something in their lives or something that caught their attention. What made you go into community service or being involved with the nonprofit? You know, I was drawn to it. It started with a passion for youth work. And my career started at the YWCA with youth development. And so I um, just have always been drawn to work that makes a difference for someone. I never felt like I was going to be able to save anyone or anything like that. But I did want to live a purposeful life. And I wanted to um, feel good waking up in the morning and actually want to go where to work. And, and that's what really drew me to, to nonprofit work. And I still, I, you know, I've done youth work. I've done work with um, housing and homelessness and veterans housing. I've done um, work, you know, obviously in advocacy and in diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so... I still feel just as passionately about it today um, as I did when I first started my nonprofit career in, in 1998. Well, we appreciate all those strides that you've done. But now, what, who, or what has been your inspiration, your motivation? 
So many things. Of course, you know, my inspiration and motivation today is the the little girls I, I have looking up to me. Little girls aspire to be the women they see. So, you know, I feel like we have a responsibility to to be something to aspire to. And um, you know, if that if that makes sense. And um but motherhood, um just uh that's a difficult question. I, I come from a, a line of strong women and I felt like they always had purpose. And so that was my destiny to continue on and have purpose and, and be intentional about that purpose. And so, so that's been an inspiration to me. And, um, and again, I, I care about other human beings. I believe that we reach our fullest potential when we present ourselves through a lens of love for other people. And so that, that's really my, my biggest motivator. Let everybody know where you're at, what you're doing, and how they can get in touch with the food bank. Well, I will say we are very proud to be almost at the point where we're going to open our Western Pie Water Branch. It's located at, thank you, at 615 South Street in Franklin, Virginia. We have an Eastern Shore branch, and our headquarters is in Norfolk. So this will be the culmination of fulfilling our full service area with physical branches. And there'll be all sorts of wonderful services available in the building. And the, the grand opening and open house and ribbon cutting will be on Thursday, September 15th. Okay. So we want to invite folks to come on out. And then definitely go to our website, click on how to help, donate time, donate funds, donate voice. And, um, and we're, we're happy to, and donate food. And we're happy to have you. Well, everyone, you guys, please give a round of applause for Miss Layla Williams-Wombly tonight. She has brought you some, some imperative information about what's going on. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And we appreciate you. Now, before we get ready to go, you guys, you know, I always like to leave out on a positive note. So today is a beautiful Tuesday. Regardless of what you may be feeling or facing 
at this time, you made it to Tuesday. So that means the possibility of you doing great things starts again on Wednesday. But please remember, you will never, ever feel alone because there's always someone out there that got you. Remember to ask the question always, how are you doing and how are you feeling? Most importantly, be able to understand that not everyone is where you are, but everyone should be where they could be. And most importantly, you got to learn to love yourself. I want to send my condolences again to the McIntyre family as they prepare to put their loved one to rest. May their homecoming be a blessed and beautiful one. I also want to give a special shout out to all the mothers, the fathers, the nurses, the sisters, the nieces, all the fraternities, sororities holding it down. And I want to definitely recognize the, the school of dance that Miss Turquoise, that she held this past weekend. Let me tell you guys, the performances from these young ladies, the love, the, the emotion that was brought from this Evolution 4 recital performance this past Saturday was absolutely the most amazing, amazing event that you want to uh, have been there. Please support the School of Turquoise. Her dance school is phenomenal. Big ups to all the young ladies, the parents, the teachers, the moms that got out there and supported, those that bought tickets. We must continue to keep this movement going in the name of Turquoise. Again, if you want to register for the Saturday workshop for Girls' Day Party with the Dynamic Divas, please reach out to us on our website and or email dynamicdivaVA at gmail.com. Support your local book bag drives. They're, gonna, they're going down everywhere. Get with a local book bag drive. Please give some time, some money, and some things in those book bags because times are hard and inflation is around. But again, until next week, I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Be blessed, be safe, peace. This portion of Dynamic Perspective is powered by Allstate Virginia. As always, you are in good hands. See Marcus George, a licensed agent. Call him right now for a discount. Save lots of money. Get your quote right now. He will definitely help you out. Call him now, 757-972-6249. Again, 757-972-6249. Allstate, you are in good hands with Marcus George.